0: hello you beautiful soul my name is heaven i am a reiki teacher a spiritual coach a light worker and a truth seeker a large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual personal development and the truths of this world i am so happy to have you here hello 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 welcome back to another week on this planet another week of this podcast and oof, i am excited for you to meet this week's guest now for those of you who are not aware back in october i made a very large investment into myself and that was through Business coaching, which I have seen so much growth come out of, not only within my business, but also in healing my wounds towards having a coach. That was a wound I carried, and also a wound towards healing my sisterhood and what it felt like to be supported by other women. This was something that I was very hesitant about. This coaching came through in the form of groups in order for us to really drop into our vulnerable side and be witnessed by not only our coaches, but by other women who are also going through exactly what we're going through, building their own coaching businesses, throwing themselves out there in the most radical and bold ways, and I'm so happy that I ever said yes to this. It has really transformed my life in such a dramatic way and it has allowed me to make friendships all over the freaking world with women who are freaking amazing. Oh, oh, oh my heart, my heart. <laughs> so today we're going to have someone who I, it's funny because we weren't in the exact same group even though we all took the coaching at the same time. Essentially each There was about 32 of us, and we were divided by eight, groups of eight, and put into groups based on our expertise, our personality, all the good things, and I was not put in the same group as this individual, this beautiful woman, but that didn't stop us from creating a bond, (laughs) which that's how you know that soul connects are very much a thing, (laughs) very, very much a thing. This woman is someone that I look up to in so many ways. She has such a different approach to everything that she teaches and talks about. We actually have almost like these little love notes through voice memos that we send to each other all of the time. And it warms my heart so much. Like We can just talk about all of the things and they're all so relevant. I love it so much. We are so in alignment Yep, i've learned so much from her she has so much wisdom and i just truly was so excited when she said yes to the podcast because you guys are going to learn so much about what she has to preach because like i mentioned it's such a unique angle in which she comes about it and i just cannot wait i cannot wait she is very good at her job very very good at her job Um, she is also a coach which I'm sure she'll tell you about and one that I would probably invest in because that is how much she inspires me so (laughs) I've just hyped her up so much as I love to do with all of my guests so with all that being said let's get into this week's episode with our beautiful guest I'm so excited. Let's do it. Okay, so we have this beautiful lady sitting right in front of me. I will have her introduce herself as I already briefly did. So let us know your name, what you do, what you're so passionate about, and how you got to where you're at in your journey.
1: Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. I, want. <laughs> I would love to know how you introduced me. I'm sad. I didn't get to hear that yet. But um, okay. Uh, my name is Lorena. Uh, I, am, I say I'm a self-concept and manifestation coach, mm. but I'm actually not 100% sure if I vibe with that title so much. But I guess for the time being, it describes what I do. It's very focused on manifestation, but it's a very holistic emotionally integrated approach so it goes way way deeper than traditional teachings around manifestation so mm-hmm. that's what I do for work that's my business and how I got to where I am now how, how long do you want this podcast
0: to take I know when you really get into it eh? like I know how, how did you get to I guess wanting to open your business like was there a moment when you're like I know this is meant for me
1: not at all, really. really. It's it's kind of a longer story as well, but I'll try to, to keep it short a little bit. I feel like I fell into it more than anything. So um, I got into this work through my own personal journey, through my own, quote unquote, spiritual awakening. I'm not yeah. sure I like that term so much, but that's essentially <laughs> what it was. I had a huge mental health crisis and that kind of led me to spirituality Mm -hmm. um, and meditation helped me a lot with that. And then I just started questioning the nature of reality and what's (laughs) even here and what's going on. And I kind of got into uh, manifestation, got into how your self-image and how you present yourself to the world and who you are really shapes the reality that you experience And, um, I just had my own learnings there. And then, um, I, I did an ayahuasca ceremony in 2019. That's, I think that's what kicked it off really, because Mm -hmm. one of the intentions that I set, uh, during that time was to find out what my purpose is, because I already knew I wasn't happy in my job at the time. It was actually a great job. It was used to be my dream job. I worked in marketing for a huge travel company, which, you know, I did Mm. love that, but there just came a point where I was like something, I'm I'm not happy and I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. And what happened then was I just knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know what set this intention during this ayahuasca journey. And from then on, things kind of just, Kicked off. I just had this um, inspiration to apply for this counseling certificate and just to try different things. And at the same time, I was just putting out content um, on Instagram and in Facebook groups. I was interacting with people. uh, And I just started getting asked: Do you offer coaching? Do you support people with this? And Initially, I was like, "No, but I can." <laughs> That's kind of how it started. and then, yeah. um, and then when the world came to a halt in mm-hmm. twenty twenty, uh, I lost my job, which was the biggest blessing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: because that then put me in a position where, I had to ask myself, okay, what do I do? Either I go all in on this thing that I'm actually really passionate about that really scares the shit out of me. I can swear on this, right? Yes.
0: I swear <laughs> so much on Good. that.
1: Perfect. <laughs> um either I do that or I find a job that probably again, doesn't make me happy. Uh, So I guess this is happening for a reason. And it just happened in the most perfect way, not without any difficulty, but I'm I'm grateful for every part of it.
0: Oh, that is so amazing. And it feels like the whole thing was just, it came in with such ease. It was not forced and there was no friction. Mm. Like it just fell into place literally like how you explained it so I think that's so cool to see and I know we've talked about ayahuasca ceremonies I <laughs> am so curious about them can you explain because I haven't talked about it on the podcast what they even are because I feel like some people are they have that calling that I also yeah. do
1: yeah um oh okay <laughs> Well, I'm not an ayahuasca or plant medicine specialist, so everything that I'm about to say, take it with a grain of salt and do your own research, because (laughs) I might be butchering things here. Um, But basically, ayahuasca is an indigenous plant medicine. Mm. Um, As far as I'm aware of, it uh, consists of two different plants, Mm. Uh, the ayahuasca vine and a plant I believe it's called chacruna and when they are mixed and cooked together um, a psychoactive ingredient in the plant called DMT dimethyltryptamine Mm. um, gets active Mm. Uh, so it's a one of the most potent psychedelics in the world mm-hmm. um it's deeply deeply healing some people say it's like uh 20 years of therapy in one night
0: Damn. I don't know
1: <laughs> I know it sounds pretty intense and it's definitely trans transformative mm-hmm. and changed my life in so many ways it's obviously something that is a really big decision it's not right. easy at all it's not suitable for everybody mm-hmm. um you you know if you feel a calling do your own research yeah I have some podcast episodes I don't have a podcast anymore but I do have some <laughs> podcast episodes uh, on this specific topic mm-hmm. as well if anybody's like super interested uh, but yeah I just felt a calling that just got you know louder and louder over the years it <clears throat> it did take a long time yeah uh, and eventually I couldn't ignore it anymore and it it did change my life it was a huge process not just the yeah. you know experience yeah. itself but the integration afterwards was mm-hmm. actually the biggest part i would say it took me almost a year to integrate everything
0: wow
1: um, yeah it it was intense it was very intense uh, mm-hmm. but it did change my life and you know if you feel a call then it will be there for a reason
0: i think that is the coolest thing ever because i've slowly been hearing more and more about it i don't even mm. know in canada where you could go to is even is it legal i
1: canada? don't
0: i don't think so i don't think it is i i know you can go to california and there are ceremonies mm. there that you can be a part of but i don't think it's legal in canada which is probably why most canadians have never heard of this even within the spiritual community it's like something kind of foreign and then when we hear about it it's just ooh, what's that? That sounds really cool. And the fear, there's so much fear yeah. around it. Um, So I think it's really cool to see how transformative it was for even just like your job, what your purpose has come into play with. That is so cool to me to see that. Um, I was going to say something and now I'm forgetting what it was all about <laughs> it, <laughs> which happens when I have so many things, I'm like, this is so cool. Um,
1: <laughs> it's I, a big topic. It's a yeah. big topic. And it's, it, it did change my life in all the ways. Yeah. Um, and it, there's also, you know, in a way, I think it's also good that not everybody knows about it. It's definitely getting more popular, but I think there's a huge sustainability issue with it as well, because, mm. you know, these plants are then right. just taken, uh, but not necessarily planted again. And it's, mm. you know, that there is a lot of abuse. So it's not all right.
0: Not all good. You know,
1: yeah. It's not all good. It's not, yeah. not all rainbows and unicorns, but, yeah. um, it's deep transformative work for sure. Absolutely. You know,
0: pretty just much like, like any
1: other modality. Though, I was just going to say, yeah,
0: yeah, I was just going to say all of our work. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I think what you said to how it took you a year to integrate that, I think even with like, as coaches, people don't realize that's the most important part. It's just, Oh yeah, I want to learn these things, these cool new things. It's exciting, but the integration part is fucking hard. It is so Mm -hmm. hard and it takes a long time. And I actually was just watching your Instagram story. I want to get into like your coaching because that's how we're really connected. And I'm very inspired by your business. So Mm -hmm. I saw you chatting this morning about this client that, integrated all of the tools that you taught her Mm -hmm. how did that feel like that must have felt incredible for you to be like so part of that journey and to teach people these things
1: yeah absolutely honestly I was so happy and that's why I shared it as well I'm so I'm just continually like blown away and so Mm -hmm. proud and I love that you said that piece about integration because I think that's really the main reason why I do the work I do in the way I do it because Mm -hmm you know, like I said earlier, when I introduced myself and my work, a lot of teachings about manifestation are very focused on the mind, are very focused on, you know, what you focus on expands and, you know, Mm. positive thinking and (laughs) law of attraction. And I don't use any of these terms because, um, you know, we're having a human experience and, Mm. you know, shit happens and we have heartbreak and pain and Mm. that's not to be denied that's to be embraced Mm -hmm. and actually taken into this journey so um that's why I believe in such a emotionally integrated approach and what I shared about my client who really integrated all of these teachings and uh, embodied them fully was exactly that. There was no bypassing. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, clarity, radical honesty, yes. shadow integration. And from that, you know, place where you really embrace all of who you are, all of your past, all of, you know, all of you, Yeah. the, the good and the bad, then you can, I don't even like saying good and bad. It's all neutral, right? But yes. from that place, you can uh, really create whatever you want to create step into whatever you want to step into
0: your power comes in I am always talking about this with my clients it's we have this shadow side and the more Mm -hmm. that you force it into the closet the more that you're never going to actually feel what you need to feel in the body it's all and I think too with manifestation it it can become this game within the mind. And then we completely disconnect from the body. And that is, we are human. We have a vessel for a reason. I understand with spirituality, how exciting it can be when you start tapping into this. But Mm. I think it's so important to integrate that shadow, love it anyways, heal it however you can and love it. Like the the biggest thing is loving it and people don't even realize it. It's just- I feel that is so similar within what we do. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I feel like I'm seeing often in the coaching community. It's just like all rainbows. And that's not reality when you're actually doing really hard work. It's you wake up some days and you're like, this existence is hard today and (laughs) that you need to honor it. You need to honor it. And I think too, because I've had so many people say to me like, oh, you're so happy all the time. And I have to like tell them it's not always like this at all. No. It's just because I've chosen to integrate more of that shadow that I, all of me can shine.
1: Yeah, that's oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. And it's like, it's also, it doesn't work. You know, when we when we make manifestation or any of this work, any of the spiritual work, only like a mental,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, mental masturbation, essentially. It's not... <laughs> it it just doesn't work right like it's it's not sustainable yeah um and I think shadow work is really I love that you focus on that too Mm because I think that's really key that really serves as the basis and I also I also feel like people misunderstand the shadow and see it as this dark negative entity but like you said it's whatever you like put in the closet is I believe how you said it it's whatever you reject or repress it doesn't even need to be negative it can Mm -hmm. be you know, hidden talents or potential. It can also be really like positive stuff. So it's Mm -hmm. just about making the unconscious conscious and embracing all of you and giving it that love that it deserves and that it wants. And then it works with you and not against you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And that's why I always tell even my clients, you chose within your soul to do the hard work because there's a world out there where people are, not self aware, and it is very hard to be aware, but it's also such a gift in so many ways. Such a gift. I can't imagine not being awake to this whole side of me. Like, when mm. I, you think back to your past and how you went through so many experiences, so not aware. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Do you feel like in your old job, you like, have you always felt like this, or was it something you really stepped into?
1: Um, it's so funny that you say this because I thought about exactly this this morning <laughs> I, thought, I thought about it, it this morning how just because I've actually moved through something really big over the last few weeks uh, just mm-hmm. on a personal level integrated something emotionally I suppose and um, it was so hard at times that I was like oh I wish I was ignorant I wish I didn't no, I wish I didn't realize. And then I sat with it this morning mm-hmm. and I was like, no, I'm so <laughs> glad that happened. And I'm so glad I got like, I wouldn't want to change it for the world. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to my, my other job, my kind of spiritual journey started way before I even had that job. Ah. So, so yeah, that, that all happened a lot earlier. My spiritual journey really started with me when I was at uni um and I suddenly I mean there was a lot going on in my life I was heartbroken at the time um had just ended a relationship I um I was very stressed because I was was writing my dissertation and there was just Mm -hmm. a lot of things uh friendships were ending lots of stuff and I started getting panic attacks randomly Mm -hmm. and I just remember um just, you know, I believe I just <laughs> searched on Google something like uh, how to stop a panic attack or how to prevent a panic attack. And one of the things that came up was meditation. So I just started meditating to kind of for my mental health. But mm. that then led to more. And then I I always like to get out of my comfort zone and kind of go to my limits which is probably why I felt called to ayahuasca but before I did that I did um a 10 day vipassana retreat I don't know if you've ever heard of this no
0: I know I've never spoke about it I don't even know what that is
1: it's a very hardcore meditation
0: course Mm. I love it. Um,
1: yeah, it's a ten-day silent meditation. I call. I say retreat. It's not a retreat. It's a course. It's it's very Hard. very modest. Lots yeah. of rules. You're meditating for about eleven hours a day. Awake for seventeen wow. hours a day. You don't eat a lot. You don't. You don't have. You're not allowed. A journal, anything to read, any entertainment. You're just alone with your thoughts, essentially. Wow.
0: Are you like in a room or are you outside? Like, where are you in terms of your physical vessel?
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess it depends on where you go. There are centers all around the world. Mm-hmm. I went to India, um, mm-hmm. and it was, it's kind of like a center that has it's almost like if you were on a campus or something so it's like a secluded separate thing Mm -hmm. um and I personally had a room by myself but most people share rooms which I guess is like even weirder because you're not allowed (laughs) to talk to anybody you're not even allowed to have eye contact with anyone it's yeah it's very intense but it that was I would say the kickoff Mm -hmm. to my spiritual journey because that kind of made me question some things yeah. um and really sharpened my senses and then it was just a continuous um evolution just mm. uh naturally falling into these different things and I also think it's always so interesting because I look at you and your content for example and in so many ways we're so aligned but I feel like we took like very different paths yeah to the to kind of like, it's almost like parallel paths, yeah. you know, and it just depends on what you fall into at the time mm-hmm. and what's supporting you, which yes. tools and modalities are supporting you at the time. And um, yeah, it just unfolded for me the way it unfolded.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. First off, I love how you look at things and you're like, we're all in baby. We're doing this, like all of it, because I feel like so many people would have been scared and even me hearing about an experience like that. It's so intense. I love it. It just made my whole body like tingle because I just think that shows you're a freaking rock star. <laughs> so many people will go, Nope, no way. That's too hard. And I also fully agree with so many of the things that you preach. It's like, It's like, there's something deep within me that goes, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for that to be pulled out of me and Mm -hmm. looked at in a new perspective, but also the same perspective. I don't even know how to explain it. It's really cool when you find someone like that. And it's very rare. I feel like, well, within my journey, it's been more rare for me to find people like that. So I just, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because we weren't even placed in the same container within our business coaching. And I just think it's so cool to see that we've connected outside of that. I explained all of that in the intro.
1: Oh, um, great. Good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You'll get to hear it. It's my favorite part when no one knows what I say about them.
1: The yeah. Moment. I'm like, yeah. What is she saying about me? Did you tell everybody about the voice notes that we're sending back and forth? <laughs> I,
0: actually, I, think, I,
1: I knew you would. It's
0: like, it's like when you send love notes in high school and you yeah. keep going back and forth. But yeah. Now, I, I
1: feel actually, like that.
0: Yeah. I know. It's just, when you connect, it's, like that soul connect with some people. And I just, I love it so much. And it's so true with journeys all looking so differently and how they've manifested to where mm-hmm. we are right now. Even manifestation, like your concept on it is so different than what a lot of people would preach. Actually, I should have mm-hmm. you explain manifestation for people because you come at it at such a different angle. And I love it so much.
1: Mm. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. Uh, That does mean a lot. I actually hesitated to use the word manifestation for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. When I was like, what kind of a coach am I? Yeah. I would say manifestation coach is what works best, but I had a huge fear, which, you know, also teaches me something about my own stuff and my own resistance, Yeah. but I had this huge thing about, Oh, what if people think it's, you know, this watered down law of attraction Mm. approach, which, you know, if that's, that's your thing, no, no shade at all. I don't mean Mm. it in a bad way, but I just believe in a more holistic approach. So, okay. What is manifestation? If I, if I were to explain manifestation, just pure definition wise, I would say, uh, it's the formless made into form, Uh, that's what manifestation essentially means right yeah but my take on it is more about I mentioned the word Mm self-concept earlier and um, that you can kind of use that synonymous with Mm -hmm. self-image kind of your identity your perception of yourself and to me that is really what manifests your reality it's not your thoughts it's not um, mm-hmm. you know just your feelings it's not what you think about or what you focus on it's who you are and how you see and perceive yourself and how you show up in the world so right. the way I approach manifestation is from a more holistic approach you know regulating the nervous system so mm. you are actually able to relax into the reality that you want to Mm -hmm. experience um doing some mindset work but not with denying your emotions right Mm -hmm. integrating the emotions and really embracing all of you all of your past all of what you're feeling Mm -hmm. in a way that you can process it let it flow through you and uh, take it into your new reality with you rather than needing to reject it and then of course, also embodying the spiritual aspect of you and bringing that into your human experience. So it's a really quite a grounded approach, I would say. That's what um, I was going
0: to say very grounded in how it yeah. sounds compared to the alternative version of manifestation where it re- really is all on law of attraction. It's very yeah. different. Very different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I like to make it more about you as a person Mm -hmm. and more about this self-concept and how you see yourself because you can manifest all of the desires you want Mm -hmm. and and you really can you really can create whatever you want you really can manifest whatever you want regardless of how impossible it seems it's definitely possible however if you manifest that and you don't feel solid in your self-concept you don't like who you are you don't uh, feel you know embodied in that reality that you want to experience but you're just living in it in your imagination and you're just making things happen here and there it's not going to make you happy it's not going to fulfill you but when you show up in the state of being of the reality that you want to experience Mm -hmm. And you live from that embodiment all the time, then whether the outside matches or not becomes irrelevant.
0: Right. But it's
1: also inevitable.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, that is so coming from a grounded space. And it really reminds me of something that is controversial in the spiritual community that I totally obviously like to go against is it sounds like you really integrate the ego in a way that it feels important through Mm -hmm. not coming from a wounded place but an empowered place which is something that you hear in the spiritual community of killing off the ego and I think of course we shatter different identities as we step further and further into who we really want to be however it's never pushing it down or repressing it it's knowing that we are here living a human experience and it's part of that experience to have an ego. And I feel like that version of what you kind of explained really allows that to shine and not Mm -hmm. be repressed because as I mentioned in the spiritual community, so many people are trying to transcend the ego, do not have an ego. And I always just say, I don't agree. That's not, Mm -hmm. you'll always be battling with your mind if you do that. And that's never winning in, at all at all yeah
1: yeah totally I like I feel like it's slowly changing I feel like people Mm -hmm. are waking up to the fact that you can't you can't fight your ego and you yeah like you say you shouldn't because it's your friend right like imagine if you didn't have an ego you literally wouldn't know who you are you wouldn't know your name Mm -hmm. you would probably you know go outside and get hit by a bus because you wouldn't (laughs) care you wouldn't have a survival instinct you wouldn't Take a shower because you would wouldn't care if you smell you know like none of this would matter and it would be it would be so boring and also manifestation would be so irrelevant because you know as I said manifestation is the formless made into form yeah if you deny the ego or you bypass the ego then there is no form Mm -hmm. and then you don't need to manifest because then there is no physicality attached to that
0: Exactly. It's so true. It's such a, it's coming from such a different angle that I feel like is the more popular opinion within it. And I think that is just one reason, firstly, why you inspire me so much. And secondly, I think too, why you do see so much transformation with your clients is because Mm. you're doing, it's the harder work, almost integrating all the parts of you and not suppressing or bypassing is harder. So I think that's why it's like, I mentioned before you came down here and you're like, let's do the really hard stuff. Let's do it. I know,
1: I know, I know, but it is, you know, it's, it's quite Like earth is quite dense. It's it is. heavy.
0: It is. I love it. I am grateful for the experience again. Cause I know we've been down here many times, but we're back doing it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, but you're right. It is, it is hard and it's mm-hmm. not that popular, right? Like,
0: yeah.
1: If I say, you know, if I just only speak about the quantum field and everything that's possible to create and I never speak about the hard stuff, then that makes me a lot more popular probably, but yeah. it's just not as, it's not as sustainable, you mm-hmm. know, the rest works too, but it's very difficult to maintain because you I believe you said something about fighting against yourself or Mm -hmm. fighting the ego. And that's exactly what's happening when you're not integrating it, when you're not Mm -hmm. um, doing it with a more holistic approach, because it's just not sustainable. You're only going to be able to to manage that for so long until your emotions take over because they also manifest in your Mm -hmm. body.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I preach that all of the time. Um, mm-hmm. You also taught me something and it just hit so well. I think it was in your masterclass and it was where you were talking about manifestation and how it can become this game of constant seeking and uh-huh. kind of pulls away from you. And it just hit me so hard because It's true. You look at life. And if you're constantly looking for that next best thing, you're never present. You're never mindful. You're never here enjoying today ever because you're just worried about what's the next best thing. So it just really resonated. And I've preached it ever since I'm like, my friend taught me something. And it's so true.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like that's because that's what I learned. I just woke up one day and I was like, I have been waiting Mm -hmm. I have been waiting for the next thing my whole life and it was such a sad moment as well when I woke up to that I was like holy shit you're in your mid-20s at the time and you've literally been I realized I'd been depressed my whole life because Mm -hmm. I've I never wanted to be here. I never wanted to be in this moment. And I was always looking for the next thing. Mm. And it just, when I got into manifestation, that just continued and kind of got worse because suddenly the focus was only on the future yeah, and what you could make happen. And yeah, I really had to bring it back to what matters and also, you know, unite the two perspectives and realize, yeah, I can live in, the reality that I want I can hold the vision for where I want to go but I can also enjoy this moment here right now Mm -hmm. and when you do that you know when you when you hold both the vision and the present moment the present moment becomes so much more precious because let's say let's say you want to manifest um, a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. with somebody and you live in that reality where you're in that relationship and that's what you're trying to embody when you already are in that reality internally then you can enjoy your singlehood Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. present in the physical so much more because you know it's not gonna last yeah you know there's a gratitude an appreciation that comes with that Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, Oh my God, I need to get there, get there, get there, be in this relationship and I hate where I am right now.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And another thing that I feel like is not common or commonly talked about at least because yes, it's about enjoying all of it. And Mm -hmm. also I find too with manifestation, it's like you have this concept that you want to create and I feel like sometimes you almost expect it to show up in this most beautiful way. And then if it doesn't and you're met with heartache and deep emotions and it doesn't present as you thought it would, it's bad. And you're like, yeah, this is not okay. what I asked for.
1: And it also, it's not just about how it presents, but also how it unfolds. Yes. Um, A lot of what what I teach is based on um, the teachings by by Neville Goddard. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know him much, but he's a Christian mystic or he was a Christian mystic. And um, I adore his teachings. I don't like how mind focused a lot of it is because there is, you know, a lot of stuff lacking. But I also appreciate the time he was teaching it. Um, But he speaks of something called the Bridge of Incidents, which... Mm -hmm. um, that is basically the period, um, you know, between you stepping into that reality and you experiencing that reality. There is a bridge of events, a bridge of incidents that unfolds in order to get you mm-hmm. to that reality. So, and that can look different each time. So often it doesn't look like what you think it will look like which is why you know in traditional law of attraction teachings people often say don't focus on the how Mm. because you can't control that Um, Mm. you can control the end result you can control the destination but you can't really control the journey you need Mm -hmm. to surrender to that and you fully need to trust that Mm -hmm. and that journey is more often than not um completely different from how you expect it to, <laughs> to unfold. And very often, unfortunately, it's not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because when you know this thing is coming and it's big, you have to shed something. It's not yeah. just, or else we would already have that reality. There needs to be something that gives and lets go. And sometimes it is, you know, oh great. I've stepped into this self. But when it's something anytime I've been met with something that I really want and it's big. Oh, it is. Uh Yeah, you really meet yourself in those moments, all of the parts of you, as we've mentioned, and have to just feel so much. So I actually want to ask you, like, what have been some of your biggest manifestations that have come to reality? And how did they present themselves, even just like one of your biggest ones? It's one of my favorite things when people talk about this. It's just the power
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's funny because when you look back, it's always you know when you're in it, in the unfolding, you're always like you feel so far away from what you mm-hmm. want from from your manifestation, and it feels like impossible, or it feels like it's the complete opposite. But then when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Everything literally led me to this point. It had yeah. to happen in this way. Um. So. My business is definitely one, but that Mm -hmm. is a very long story. There was a lot of (laughs) trial and error there. I would say my absolute favorite biggest manifestation is, where is he?
0: I was going to say, it has to be.
1: (laughs) So not, I mean, he, I manifested my cat um, Mm -hmm. and that was beautiful. He's literally perfect for me. But what the bigger manifestation really was, was his healing
0: Because
1: Mm -hmm. in November last year, he was diagnosed with cancer and it was, it was actually the most intense time of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just come back from my holiday and over the course of, so I hadn't been with him for Mm -hmm. 10 days or so. And over the course of um, one week, he just stopped eating and I didn't know what was going on, took him to the vet. And they immediately admitted him to the hospital where he stayed for four nights. Wow. Had several blood transfusions, several blood mm-hmm. transfusions and almost died. He almost died. And I was I barely remember that weekend. Um, I completely zoned out. I completely disassociated. Yeah. Barely remember anything. Uh, was a complete zombie. But then he got home, they didn't really know what he had, Mm. he had been anemic, but they didn't know the cause. He was put on steroid medication. um, And they were just waiting for more tests for more results to come in. And he was doing well at home. And it was, you know, I had a bit of fear still, but he was doing better. And then two weeks later, I got the diagnosis, uh, lymphoma, and they gave him two weeks to live. Oh, two weeks. Yes, (sighs) Yes, <sighs> of course I was devastated, mm-hmm. and um, what happened? So they gave me different treatment plans, and I, you know, explored all the avenues. And we did go for chemotherapy, and uh, also a holistic treatment on the side. Mm. And I also played lots of Reiki for cats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my most listened to album on Spotify now. <laughs>
0: Which you told me about, because I didn't know that existed. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know if it helped, but basically what I really want to talk about here is not so much the external stuff that we did, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really matter so much. Of course, that had an impact. I don't think this would have happened if I'd said, no, we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just living in my imagination and using my mind. No, I did have to take action. Mm -hmm. But internally, what happened was, first of all, I confronted the grief and the possibility of losing him. And that's something that I really needed to do. And that's something that I would suggest to everybody who has a really big manifestation that they're working on. Because often the big manifestation comes from a resistance towards the opposite. Right. It comes from you know, if you want to desperately manifest um, a certain amount of money or Mm. a beautiful relationship, then maybe that's because you have, you've been poor your whole life and you have a fear of, you know, not having money and not being able to put food on the table. Or if you want to manifest a relationship, maybe that's because you have a deep fear of being alone. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was exactly what Um, this thing with Otis my cat represented as well because I had had a fear of being alone and that was what I needed to face in that moment so I would really suggest you if you're manifesting anything huge like that confront the possibility of the opposite confront that shadow essentially confront that Mm -hmm. fear and that's what I did I basically already grieved his loss to the point where I faced that fear so much that I came to a complete place of acceptance. I was like, if that happens, I'll be okay. And -hmm. it's going to be okay. And I faced all the emotions, even the guilt, because I felt guilty. I should have seen it earlier, everything that came up with that. And once I had really felt all of that, and faced all of that, it just lifted. And I woke up the next morning, and I was like, I'm not giving up on this. Mm -hmm. This isn't over. He's going to heal. And I remember the oncologist was like, yeah, he's not going to have long. And I was like, I believe your diagnosis, but I'm not taking your prognosis. He's going to heal. He was like,
0: I love it.
1: (laughs) He was like lymphoma is really difficult. You know, it doesn't heal. It can go into remission. I was like, know he's healing. Mm-hmm. And I say this with such a conviction now. And there was a conviction in that, but that doesn't mean there wasn't any doubt. I Absolutely. did have this, you know, ugh. and
0: because you're human. The,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm human. And for the first while there was no sign of improvement, right? I would just take him to the hospital every three weeks or mm-hmm. more. And um, he would you know he would have some side effects from the chemo and we didn't really know if it was working but then um, and at times he would feel worse as well at times he would stop eating again you know there were things that happened it, it wasn't like immediately everything shifted right um, but eventually you know he made it I, I wasn't sure at the time because he had su- such little time to live apparently I didn't know if I would be able to spend even Christmas with him but then we made it to February and I got a call from the oncologist because they had done new tests taken new samples and he was like there's no cancerous cells anymore no neoplastic cells what they call it uh, so they couldn't find any anymore and um, he's now finished all of his chemotherapy cycles he's going to be put on um some herbal medicine to make sure the cancer doesn't come back. Um and I learned a lot about oncology and cat cancer. <laughs> and I learned <laughs> a lot, a lot about cat nutrition and All the good stuff. His own water filter. And you know it's a it's it it was a huge transformative experience for me. He's doing very well now. He's very happy. Aww. Um and I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to lie. Of course, there is a fear. Of course, there is a fear in me that maybe it, it, it could come back. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it just unfolded so beautifully and it taught me so much. And it's just, it was such a miracle healing, you know, like they were all so shocked. And the, the main thing here is that I didn't, I didn't make it so much about the manifestation. I held the vision for it, but I was okay with another outcome.
0: Absolutely. That is so beautiful. My Reiki master actually taught me all about like that surrendering and then releasing, truly releasing it. I think that's what happens when we hold so tight onto something. It's suffocating. It's yeah. And when you really face the opposite, I feel like so many people are going To look differently at their manifestations now and just go, Oh, right. Because when we manifest the ego is still present. Right. So that's something that you want to look at. That story is one of my absolute favorites. And just Mm -hmm. like before this, we, before we started recording, Otis had the little zoomies and was running yeah. around. So I think like he is fully back to feeling good again, which is yeah. probably so nice to just see how it all unfolded. And that was fast. That's a very fast timeline for something yeah. so severe. That's crazy. I know. Cool. I know.
1: And he's like, he's doing, I look at him, it, it gave me so much gratitude. I look at him every day and I'm like, I love your little face so much. You know, I've always loved him so much, but now yeah. You know when he does some shit like, <laughs> you know, try to eat plastic or does something that makes me angry or yeah, cat <laughs> throws things. glasses off the table. I'm just like, I love you. I'm oh. so glad you you still exist. And no. it's yeah, it was it was a fast turnaround as well. And it's, yeah. it's such a and what I also want to say about you know the whole letting go and releasing. It does sound it makes sense in practice, but I'm sure like people listening that feel like an attachment to a certain manifestation are like, okay, I get it, but how the fuck do I do that? Yeah, And that's true. Like, it's really difficult. If you really, really want something, Mm -hmm. you can't just like put it out of your head and be like, okay, I'm just not going to think about it anymore. But that's why I really think feeling... The opposite emotion of what you want to feel is so liberating because then you've already faced it. And it's yeah. it's way easier to release it rather than being like, a hey, I need to let it go. How do I let this go?
0: Mm-hmm. I fully and I it brings the energies of dualism that are very present on mm-hmm. earth into your reality, which I think is needed. That is why it is here. We are supposed to have both. So I think yeah. it's really. It's really cool to see it incorporated so deeply within manifestation, because like I'm, we've mentioned many times, it's so not the popular thing. It's just so um, real. And I think that's why too people struggle is because when it is just all rainbows and butterflies then you start to feel a different type of way, you immediately think there's something wrong with you and you're not doing it right. And there's it's not yeah. right. And that's the total opposite. You are just doing it right. You're doing it properly. Keep going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that is so important. I it always makes me sad when often people reach out to me because they they have been on this journey for a while because, you know, my approach is often a bit more advanced. Mm-hmm. So, lots of people who come to me have been on this journey for a while and when they haven't gotten there, there's often such an energy of self-blame, you know, Mm -hmm. because you learn you're taking responsibility and that is very important, but it doesn't mean blaming yourself, you know, when you then don't get your manifestation. it often leads to people going like, okay, I, you know, if something must be wrong with me, why can I not do this and everybody else can. And, you know, with this manifestation with Otis as well, if this is the key thing, if this hadn't worked out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it, that could have been the case that wouldn't have made me a failure that wouldn't yeah. have made me wrong, but it's very easy to then fall into that. Oh my God, yeah. I failed. Why mm-hmm. is this not working out? Something must be wrong with me, which is exactly that victim state that mm-hmm. you're actually trying to get away from. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I think that too is once you have, The advantage of hindsight and you notice those moments where you felt like a failure when it really was that redirection, Mm -hmm. you feel so much better. But when you're in it, it's just so important to have that grace and knowing that some things are just out of our hands. Sometimes we are still in this universe and sometimes shit happens and we don't need to label it as anything else wrong with you and your manifestations. It just, we're still you know, going through things that we don't fully understand. And we're just trying to understand it down here. We're trying to make <laughs> sense of some things that don't make sense. And that is like a whole other topic, I feel like. But it's yeah, important yeah. with manifestation to know that sometimes things just happen. And that's it.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, just I would I would I would say it a bit differently. I would say just don't give up, yes. you know, even when things look exactly opposite of you know what you want, don't make that mean failure, yes. redefine failure and make it mean, okay, it's, it's just not the end yet. Yeah. You know, when it, you will know this, especially with something like building a business, mm-hmm. there is lots of moments there where you stumble, where things don't work out. If every time this happened, you said, okay, I failed, my manifestation mm-hmm. isn't working out you wouldn't create your business. It's when you keep going. It's when you persist against all odds. Mm -hmm. When you say, okay, you know, my reality is showing me the exact opposite of what I want. Mm -hmm. This thing didn't work. And this thing didn't work. When you still say, okay, this doesn't mean anything. This is not the end. This is just an opportunity to Mm -hmm. learn and to face some parts of myself that I might have repressed or rejected. Yeah. And I will take this into the further experience with me. And this is just not the end. Yeah, It's only over when it's over.
0: When you get to decide, okay, yep, this is... And I think that's so important, especially those listening that are business owners because I have quite a few in the community. Mm-hmm. It's the most confronting thing to ever Ugh. do is own a business. It's the most confronting thing. So I think hearing, please don't give up. If things present differently that is a sign to look into yourself. What are you resisting? What are you repressing? Do literally that where you just look at having the opposite. How does it make you feel release that and keep going? Because it's true. Anytime that gets hard, if we would have given up, we wouldn't even be sitting here talking to each other because shit's always hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like embrace the hard stuff and know that it's just another part of the journey. And you know as i said with this bridge of incidents when you look back you'll always be like oh it makes sense why it happened the way it did it makes yep. sense why it took exactly how long it did yes. it wasn't a mistake no
0: nope. never a mistake those yeah. nope i don't believe in those and i don't believe in coincidences it's all perfectly oh, set up
1: <laughs> same it's all perfect it's all perfect the it way it is. is
0: yes so i know you said that you work from a more advanced spot within people's journeys. However, a lot of people that listen are new. So would you have any guidance to give people just in general, anything on your heart to come forward with? This is like my favorite part because it really allows people to shine. Oh, with
1: the context of manifestation or
0: yeah, I feel like yes, actually that would be great.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Let me, let me think. So You know, my approach might be a bit more advanced, but that doesn't mean it's only advanced people. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like everybody has this power within them. What I would say when it comes to manifestation is make it about the way you want to feel and just fucking have fun with it. You know, Mm -hmm. have fun imagining, have fun feeling into what it would feel like, playing with identity, allow yourself to feel all of the emotions that come up in the process and just make it a fun journey. Mm -hmm. Don't make it so much about needing to see proof externally. Just focus on how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel as the version of me that has whatever I want to have Mm -hmm. and let the rest, let go of the control, let the rest unfold however it needs to, and just focus on how you want to feel and how you want to show up and who you want to be, because that's what really matters.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you do that, I feel like you release so many stories or things. Other people say concepts, other people say, and it's just all about you in those moments, your feelings, Mm -hmm. and that's your body. That's your body speaking. And it's so powerful.
1: It is really, really powerful. Yeah. Yes.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I want people to be able to find you because this is so incredible. So where can people find you? What are you have a few different channels for things? So this is your self promo time. Go for it.
1: Self promo time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I would say the best place to find me is probably Instagram. It's just my name, Lorena Shoot. That's L-O-R-E-N-A. S-C-H-U-T-H. It's German.
0: <laughs> I love it. so it's a weird beautiful. last
1: name. I hate spelling it. <laughs> um, so Instagram, Lorena Schutt. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. Same mm-hmm. name, Lorena Schutt. Um, So yeah, I would say those are probably the two best places to connect yes. with me.
0: Yes. And trust me, you will not regret following her because... You just mm-hmm. puts things out there, and you're like, Oh my, I needed to hear this right now. It's just the perfect Aww. message. It always just it's so sweet. It's, it's always what I need to hear. And that's how I know it's in alignment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel we're very much aligned with a lot of
0: things. I know. I love it. Soul family, right? That's how it is. Oh, <laughs> thank you for being here. I really, really loved this. And I know there was so much wisdom, and so many people will take a lot. From this a lot, especially because I haven't talked about manifestation. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that the first time that I do it's coming from this angle that I believe is so important. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I love
1: that I'm taking your listeners' manifestation virginity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it gets so kind of watered down, as you mentioned. So I'm glad that it's coming like this strong and bold and from the only person that I'd want talking about it, honestly, here. So.
1: <laughs> I feel so honored. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, sweet angel. It was such a pleasure. Oh,
0: as always. And this won't be the last time. Definitely not.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to be back.
0: <laughs> oh, so much wisdom. It was so good. I love her so much. I hope that you are able to look at things a little bit differently. Really feel all of the knowledge and wisdom that was shared today and if you ever have any questions feel free to send myself or Lorena a message we would love to be here and to answer it again I am so grateful for your time and listening to this podcast episode it just warms my heart so freaking much so so much sending you all of the love and I will chat with you on next week's episode. Bye guys.